Hello, you're listening to the Secret Keepers Club podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. My name is Carly Aquilino. We got a great episode coming for you today. We have some questions that you guys sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. I got a celebrity news story I want to talk about, and I hope you guys are all doing well. If you hear some ruckus going on in the background, that's that's Mr. Stanley Tucci, my kitty cat, who is just absolutely demolishing this little mouse toy that he has. My mom had bought, when I first got Robert, I think, my mom had bought two packs of these little mouse. You know, they're cute. They're little tiny things and they have a tail. And one of the packages was colorful and the other one, they look like real mice. I had to throw those out. I'm like, I, I can't be, I can't be stepping over these things in the hallway. I think it's a real mouse. But anyway, Stanley loves them. This cat is so damn cute. I swear to God, I'm going to miss my cat so much. I'm going to Florida, going away next week for a couple of days. So I'm really going to miss them. I got the, I have a babysitter coming for them and my neighbors are going to come and check in on them too. So they'll be very well taken care of, but I swear I go out to dinner and I miss these cats. How crazy is that? Other than that, nothing really exciting going on here. I ate French fries twice this weekend, which to me is it's a pretty good, it's a pretty damn good weekend, if you ask me. But we got some things we want to talk about. Ooh, let's get right into this one. This is some pretty big news, I think. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck were spotted together after she officially broke up with A-Rod. And people are freaking out. And, and I'm one of those people. When I say people, I mean me. I, I saw this. I'm like, what is this, Geely? Are they back together? What's going on with that? I want answers, okay? Don't be seen together, you guys, if you're not going to talk about it. And here's how I feel about it. I don't, want my, I don't want my man Ben Affleck to get his heart broken. Because you know what happened with the last girl. You, you guys remember that? This man, there was a gigantic life-size cardboard cutout of his girlfriend in the garbage the day after they broke up. And who put it in there? Oh, Oscar award winner Casey Affleck, Ben Affleck's brother, was seen throwing away the the life-size cardboard cutout of his ex-girlfriend, Marie. What's her name? Anna. So I don't think this man could take anymore. He's addicted to iced coffee. He's addicted to munchkins. He's addicted to Dunkin' Donuts as a whole and as a brand. I don't want J-Lo breaking his little heart, his achy, breaky heart again, okay? What happened with them the first time, though? I really don't remember, and I don't. I genuinely don't care enough to, to go back into it. But it's just very, how'd they get back together? Like, we want the whole spiel here. This is huge news. This would be, I think it's almost, it's not on that level, but it's almost on that level of Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt getting back together. Cause that, I I think I would pass away at that point. I would be, you guys would see me, I would pass away. But I wonder, I wonder what's going on. You think they were always friends? You think very crazy. Cause that was a, a time in pop culture, wasn't it? When J-Lo, when J-Lo and Ben Affleck were together, he was like the young actor. She was her. She's always been her. Jesus. Who knows? Who knows? 
I got, uh, I'm trying to, <laughs> oh God, you guys, I don't know why I think this is so funny. Do you have any, do you have a friend that, uh, is so convincing when they're telling a story, you just automatically believe them because they give details to it. And, and sometimes you realize they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> my friend did that. You want to hear what my friend did? <laughs> we were talking and we started talking about Caesar Milan. You, you know, the dog whisperer, Caesar Milan. He used to have a show. If you guys aren't from the U.S., there's this guy, his name's Caesar Milan. He had this really popular show years ago and he trained dogs. He was like, he would do all these tricks and people would drop off these dogs and he would train them and then he would make them these like amazing, amazing animals. And I always really liked him, right? And I was talking about him with my friend and she's like, yeah, it's so sad he died. I was like, what? She's like, Caesar Milan died. You didn't know? I'm like, what? No, I'm so upset. I, I love Caesar Milan. She's, she was going on and on. I'm like, how did he die? She's like, he had cancer. I'm like, Caesar Milan died of cancer? She's like, yeah, it's so sad, right? Bitch, tell me why I look it up. This man posted something on Instagram 13 minutes ago. <laughs> I'm like, girl, where did that come from? Where did that come from? You killed this man? You gave this man cancer and you killed him. That's not nice. She goes, oh, I could have sworn it was him. Who am I thinking of? I'm like, I don't know, but you really sold it. You sold <laughs> You sold that story. I mean, you know, th these things happen, right? You, I thought, because you, you never know. how. I'm like, how did he die? He's not an old guy. I never heard of him being sick or whatever. I was expecting it to be something... You know, sometimes these celebrities that work with animals, they end up dying just in the hands of the animal, which is always kind of, I don't know if you want to look at it as ironic or poetic, but we see that kind of stuff too. So I was like, oh my God, I thought maybe he got attacked by a dog. I, I don't know. She's like, no, he had cancer. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Turns out the guy's alive and well. <laughs> but she was like, she was like, I got to stop doing that where you know i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about but i'm still very very convincing <laughs> you guys i don't know why it cracks me up it cracks me up oh god it's so funny but we're gonna get into these questions again you guys can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com and let's get right into it Okay. Hey, Carly and the kittens, longtime listener. I miss the old days uh, with baby daddy and Emma, but still love that you're carrying on the team. Oh, thank you so much. I miss them too. I miss everybody. Uh, okay. So I'm rounding out my first year of working at my first big girl job, and I'm having a hard time figuring out how to separate professional life and showing my personality. I feel like I don't know how to show personality while still being professional. It just doesn't flow naturally. Jesus Christ, Stanley, what's going on over there, bud? You okay? Okay, sorry. Let me let me backtrack a little bit. 
I feel like I don't know how to show personality while still being professional. It just doesn't flow naturally. If someone asks how my weekend is, I don't feel comfortable being like, well, I blacked out and ate Doritos in bed, even though that's exactly how my weekend goes most of the time. <laughs> my coworkers are much older than me and have kids while I'm still shaking my ass over here at the Cheesecake Factory. Okay, relatable, relatable. Any advice would be appreciated. Thanks, love you. Love you too. Um, Here's the thing, girl, there is a difference. You got to separate that. You definitely got to separate that. You can't be over here telling Marjorie in accounting that that you were shaking your ass out of Ruby Tuesdays over the weekend, right? You know, Bill in the break room that works at HR, he doesn't need to know that you took a plan B on, on Sunday morning. Okay. You got to keep some of that stuff to yourself. These people are not your friends. That's what you have to do. Separate it separate work and play because these people, I mean, they, they probably go home and make casseroles and they hang out with their kids and, and you're going to scar them for life. You don't have to tell everybody everything. I'm the same way. I mean, I really tell my business to everybody, but you know, if you're in a professional setting, you do need to be taken seriously. You do want to be taken seriously as a professional and you just, I mean, why do you have to tell these people these things? They don't care. They don't care. Just say, how was your weekend? Oh, it was good. You know, you don't say I blacked out. You say, I had a lot of fun, I think. <laughs> oh, I went to this place. I saw my friends. That's all. I saw my friends. Went out to dinner. I don't know. Just make shit up. The, the idea that we have to be friends with people we work with is so absurd. We don't have to be friends with the people we work with, especially if we're working in a, in a professional, in an office kind of setting. No, 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 Those are not your friends. You want to get promoted one day. You want people to respect you. You can't be telling them these things because they're never going to forget it. And then they'll just, yip, 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 yip. you know, they'll be gossiping behind your back. Trust me. I know it's fun, but th that's what friends are for. These people are not your friends. They would throw you under the bus in a second. Don't be telling them that somebody shot up the club, you know? All right, this next one. Hey, Carly, Robert, and Stanley. I've been a huge fan since Girl Code, Your Humor Brightens My Day. I've gotten a couple friends to listen to your podcast and the ones who don't get a play-by-play -by, -play by me, whether they like it or not. So I was talking to this guy for six months and it's been casual. Hang out once a week or so, but don't communicate much outside of that couple months in, I explained that I was starting to catch feelings and he replied, he likes spending time with me and wants to see where it goes. Mm -hmm. Doesn't take long for me to get tight because I already know where this is going. We have a good time together and I feel like he likes me too. Fast forward to last week, I received a message from a girl telling me that they've been talking for months as well. In parentheses, she went through his phone while he was asleep. Oh, okay. Uh, he apologized and said he didn't mean to hurt my feelings. I was pretty short back and explained that it, I felt used and I guess we were just in different places. He said he was not using me. He liked what we had and he was bummed about how it all worked out, but that was it. He didn't make an effort to fix anything and instead just kind of accepted it. Was I wrong for completely ending things since we weren't actually dating? Or should I take this situation early on as a red flag and stay away? I can't stop thinking about him and wondering if I overreacted. Your advice is always so neutral and level-headed. I'd really appreciate some input. Also, listen to your podcast after this happened. Help me cheer me, help cheer me up. So thank you. Oh, well, thank you. Um, girl, here's the thing. If he didn't... 
it's, it's hard to say if you overreacted because your feelings are your feelings. And I think you're allowed to feel the way you want to feel. You obviously liked this guy. I think you did the right thing by telling him that your feelings had changed and you kind of wanted to see where else this could go. But I think the, the misstep here was not discussing boundaries and not discussing, I guess, exclusivity while you were doing this thing where he suggested, let's see where this goes. When a guy says he, he wants to see where this goes, he's saying, I'm going to still keep my options open. I love banging you. I might like you, but I got a couple other things cooking on the stove. Like this, this crazy girl that, that went through this man's phone. Right. So he's got a lot of things going on. He doesn't want to shut those out yet. To me, when you have that conversation and you tell him that you like him, you can have, don't be afraid to say what you want and don't be afraid to ask for what you want because otherwise it's going to, this is where we get into this mucky water. I think you did a great, great job by expressing it, but that's where the misstep was because at the end of the day, since you didn't have that conversation, he doesn't owe you exclusivity. He doesn't owe you to not really see anybody else. Um, but again, all that to say, I completely understand where you're coming from, where you like this guy, you kind of feel like an asshole because this girl reached out to you and you found out you're not the only one in his life. It's a slap in the face. It sucks to hear. It sucks to know all of this stuff, even though in the back of your head, you probably thought there was a chance of it happening. Now it's right in your face, which sucks. So I get it. I probably would have done the same exact thing um, in that way. I would have felt the same way, but I think that you 100% should let it go now. And the reason why, even though I don't think he was necessarily wrong for hooking up with other people and X, Y, and Z, um, I think that him not trying to make it work or trying to continue this with you, I think that um, that says all you need to know. Because if he cared and he really wanted to see where it was going to go, like he said, he would have at least tried to keep some type of open communication with you and, um, <clears throat> you know, try and try and fix it. If he didn't try and fix it, you got to let it go, girl. You got to let it go. Because then if you start, oh, maybe we can try and work things out again. Let me reach out to him. That's never going to feel genuine. That's never going to feel organic to you. You're always going to have it in the back of your head, even if somehow you guys did start dating after all this, which I don't think is going to happen. Um, in the back of your head, you would always go, oh, would he, would we be doing this if he, you know, if I didn't reach out to him? You never want to feel like you're forcing somebody to like you or forcing somebody to be with you. Again, I think you did nothing wrong and, you know, if we're talking in a literal term, I don't think he really did anything wrong either. It's just, it's the, the feelings don't match up and you never want to be in that situation where you care about somebody way more than they care about you. It sucks, but it's better to know all this now, like you said, and just back away. Just back away. There's plenty. First of all, it's almost, it's about to be the summertime. I don't know why everybody's trying to get into a relationship right now. I've decided being in a relationship is embarrassing. <laughs> I change my views based on what I'm going through in my life. Being in a relationship is embarrassing. Loving someone is embarrassing. <laughs> Being married is embarrassing. Living with someone is embarrassing. 
God. I swear to God. I just sit here and crack myself up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, ooh, let's see this one. Cha -cha 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 -cha. This one says PP malfunction. All right. Hey, Carly, to start, let me just say, been a huge fan since your girl code days. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And my little kitty cat is a huge fan of your boys, Robert and Stanley. He wants to kiss them right on the lips. Oh, I love them so much. I want to kiss them on the lips too, but I don't because I see them eating their little toes. You ever see your cat eating its toes and you're just like, what's going on over there, bro? And, and then they try and kiss me. I'm like, come on. I know where that mouth has been. You're a little crazy cat. Anywho, okay, so I met this guy on Tinder and we went on a couple of real dates, which is uncommon for me because I'm more of a hookup kind of gal. Anyway, this man took me out and paid for everything both times and was a total gen gentleman. Didn't even try and kiss me or anything, which somehow made me want to bang him even more than the average Joe. So I invited him over to my place to chill and watch movies. And again, he was being the perfect gentleman, cuddling, but actually watching the movie. So I made the first move and decided to do sex. <laughs> to do sex. <laughs> but when we get to my room and, you know, attempt to do it, his little general wouldn't stand at attention. I'm down here sucking his wiener for what felt like two hours and nothing. It wouldn't budge. Dude was a total gentleman and got me off, but he was so upset about his peen out, his peen not working that he kind of left quickly and hasn't replied to my messages since. I told him it was fine and he shouldn't be embarrassed because it happens, but he was still pretty upset. Do I wait it out? Stanley, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Come on, baby, what are you doing? I swear to God, you guys, this, this cat is like on crack. Meanwhile, Robert's just sitting here going, what? Jesus Christ almighty. You know what? Hold on. Okay, you guys, I'm back. So sorry about it. I'm going to get back to this email. I just want to, I just fed the cats because I'm like, oh, maybe they'll get tired after that because I don't know what the hell happened to damn Stanley. This man is out here just climbing, trying to climb the walls and he's jumping in and out of tunnels. And I swear to God, it's like the, the critter, the critter from heck over here. This man is really on one right now and I have no idea why. He usually doesn't behave like this, but Robert's just sitting there staring at him. <laughs> God, cats are so weird, man. Cats are so weird, but I just fed them because sometimes they usually take a nap after they eat. So I'm like, oh, maybe that'll, maybe that'll help. Otherwise, who knows? You guys just might hear in the background a million times throughout this episode. It saws about it. You guys, I promise you, I don't want to be doing this inside my house. I don't want to be recording this, this podcast inside my house. I have literally no other option right now. And I'm working on it. It's a bunch of stuff going on, but, um, trust me, I'm not doing this because I like it. You know, I don't, I don't want to hear, I don't want you guys to hear meowing. It's like a meow mix commercial in here. Anywho. So let's backtrack a little bit on this email. His little, his little general wouldn't stand to attention. I'm out here sucking his wiener for about like two hours, wouldn't budge. Dude was a total gentleman and got me off, but he was so upset that his peen didn't work that he kind of left quickly and hasn't replied to my messages since. I told him I was fine and he shouldn't be embarrassed because it happens, but he was still pretty upset. 
Do I wait it out and see if he responds or send him some sort of encouraging message, like telling him that I don't care? Or do I continue on being a sexy bitch and move on to the next? Any input would be greatly appreciated. I think he's just a little uh, self-conscious right now. I think he's going to circle back. You know, these things are embarrassing and, and it's not his fault. It's just something that happens to guys, right? And the best thing you could do is what you did, which is to make sure that he knows that you don't care, that it doesn't bother you, you understand this happens and you want to continue to try and hook up with him and, and that's all good. But I think men associate a lot of, of course, a lot of this, which is understandable to their ego. And I think his ego is a little bruised. So if I were you, if you really like spending time with him, he seems like a really cool guy. I would just send him a text message like, hey, can we start from scratch here? I just want to don't even bring up the fact that he couldn't get a boner. Hey, let's start from scratch. I'd love to see you this week. Boom. That's it. That's all. And then if you don't hear from him, that's fine. And I, I still also think you should do the other thing that you said, which is just continue to enjoy your summer and to enjoy your springtime. Okay, go out and do whatever you want to do with whoever you want to do it with. But I think it's nice to just send one last message because he might feel like he doesn't know where to pick it up. And don't even bring it up, girl. He knows what the fuck happened. He knows. And you reaching out and just saying, hey, let's meet up this week is enough of you don't even have to say the other thing. <laughs> like you don't want to email this guy and go, Hey, by the way, just so you know, I don't care that I, I still don't care that you couldn't get a boner. You don't want to remind it. Um, <clears throat> you don't want to remind him. Okay. So this one says, how do I make myself more horny for my boyfriend? Cringy celebrity fuck, Mary kill included. Ooh, we love a cringy celeb. Hi, Carly, longtime fan of yours and listener since day one. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Here's my question for you. How do I make myself more horny slash want sex more? My boyfriend and I have been together for over a year and a half. And like in all relationships after the honeymoon phase, our sex life isn't raging the way it used to be. We live together and have sex about once a week. And this is fine for me, but he's been saying lately that it's not enough for him. And he wishes I would initiate sex more. I'm naturally a shy and introverted person and have never really been the type to take the reins in the bedroom. So this is very much out of my comfort zone. I'm attracted to him and I love him so much, but as I said, I'm happy with doing it once a week and I feel satisfied. I just don't find myself wanting sex that much. He asks, are you not attracted to me? Do you sometimes look at me and want to jump my bones? And I try and tell him that's not how it works for me. I guess when I was single, I felt more inclined to look at a guy and think, damn, he's so sexy. I want to bang him, but that's really not how it works for me anymore. I need more seducing, more love and affection and compliments and buttering up, etc. But when he does... When he does nice things for me, I feel more inclined to want the intimacy. And it's not <clears throat> and it's not like he doesn't do nice things for me often. He makes dinner for me. He's affectionate, hugging and kissing, goes out of his way to do me favors, etc. But I guess it's not enough gesture for me to have the inclination and it needs to be more out of the ordinary or something. Is there something wrong with me? I want to make him happy and I'm afraid I'll lose him if I can't satisfy him. I feel stuck and I don't know how to make the both of us happy. <clears throat> and then there's a fuck Mary kill that is oh god girl this fuck Mary kill well actually one of them I already know what I'm gonna do but anywho so <clears throat> here's here's the thing some people just 
don't ever want to have sex. Some people just don't ever want to do that. So that's not what boat you're in. You're in a different kind of category where I think you're just comfortable um, with your, with your man and you just don't feel excited anymore. And I think that a lot of people in relationships go through these lulls where eh, it just becomes an everyday thing. You guys live together. There's no, there's nothing really sexy about it after a while, you know, and you got to work on them. Oh, you got to work on these things and then they'll happen. But I think, um, what you can do is really get to the bottom of, which seems like you've unpacked it a little bit, get to the bottom of why you don't feel like you want to have sex as much. Sometimes it's just, you know, our hormones. Sometimes it's a psychological thing. Sometimes we don't feel comfortable in our bodies at the, at the certain time, or we're going through something or feeling a little insecure or something like that. And there's a million reasons why you might not be in the mood for sex. And I do feel like with women, it's a lot different than a man. You know, a man could be out here eating pork and then he'll go home and he'll want to have sex. And, and I don't think that I've ever, I, I would never feel that way. If I ate a hot dog, you, we're not having sex for probably three days after that, you know, but men don't care. So figure out what it is. I think that you guys could talk about it more. Tell him, have an open conversation with him about what you find sexy and what will get you in the mood, whether it's just like these, you know, cute, sweet, romantic gestures and kind of these little just sweet things that he does for you that you like. Um, and tell him what you want and, and tell him what gets you in the mood. And, you know, you guys can come to a compromise. And I just want to say also, don't force it if you don't feel it. Because that's never fun for anyone. You know, he doesn't want to feel like you're it's being forced or it's it's an obligation and you don't want to feel it. It's just not as fun. You want to genuinely have that passion between the two of you. So if you're not feeling it, don't do it, but get to the bottom of why and have an open conversation with him about what you want and what you need okay next one and we're gonna do that fuck mary kill at the end that's a that's a tough one girl okay this one says i wish this was a poop story hi carly i'm a newish listener and can't get enough of secret keepers club i think you give the best advice and i just love to laugh along with you all day while working at home hi to your little cutie pie kitties i have a very dark weird situation to get your take on and that will need to be prefaced with a trigger warning for sexual abuse. Okay, so you guys, trigger warning. Um, we have a, a story here, and uh, you could skip through to the next question if um, if you need to. A few years back, about 2018, my husband's older half-sister, in parentheses, his only blood sibling, wrote us a snail mail letter saying that their shared dad, in parentheses, they have different moms, sexually abused her while growing up. Oof. Like from young childhood to college age, this absolutely broke my husband and I when we received this. He's close to his dad. They talk or text every day and just completely changed everything he thought about his upbringing in an instant and everything I thought of my in-law family. We took every word she said as truth right from the start. She told us she still loves her dad and can bear to be around him somehow, but she needed to tell us because we had a baby daughter at this time and now two and 
she felt like she needed to break the cycle in case it could ever happen again. Side note, the timing of this lined up with the hashtag Me Too movement. She shared that she didn't remember any of the abuse until recently at a retreat. She was very into holistic medicine and told us that her body remembered it and it all came flooding back. This makes sense as I believe the body slash brain can block out horrific things. She told us he would come into her bedroom often at night for years, but never gave us specifics in parentheses, which we honestly don't want to know. She confronted her dad about it after she remembered it and he denied it all. We really don't know what to do with this situation at first. We ended up asking her to please tell her dad that we knew as we couldn't be around him. Eventually she did. Their dad and stepmom who live about six hours away drove to talk to us one night. Their dad, in parentheses, the accused offender, is a lawyer, I should say. So he basically presented us a case on how this cannot be true. For example, a floor plan of the house that they grew up and how logistically it couldn't have happened without her stepmom, in parentheses, my husband's mom, hearing anything. And the most odd evidence, he was at the retreat that she went to where she remembered everything. Interesting. Lawyer dad informed us a bit about the person who runs it and is very eccentric in his methods. Basically, everyone at the retreat strips down naked and feels each other up and down in every crevice to quote unquote heal. We found this very strange and a bit nutty as she had told her dad during the healing sessions is when she remembered it all. I also want to mention that her mom, their dad's wife, has been clinically diagnosed for mental health stuff. I don't know exactly what she is diagnosed with, but she spent a lot of time in a mental health facility. I don't know a ton about it, but if this runs in the family, it's possible my husband's sister could suffer from the same. The case he presented was convincing, but I also know that he's a lawyer and a man. He seems significantly, I'm sorry, he seemed incredibly depressed from the accusation and cried and he told us he thinks we'll probably never look at him the same, which is right. I also suspect he's a functioning alcoholic and has been for a very, very long time. I have told her all along that we're here from her, <clears throat> that we're here for her and we believe her, but it's also very hard to not have a relationship with his dad. My husband's stepmom, in parentheses, currently married to his dad is an amazing person who is quite a bit younger than his dad. And I hate thinking of hurting her by bringing it up time and time again, when we deny her offer to babysit our kids at their house overnight without us. We have to make a decision soon on what to do when grandma and grandpa ask us to send our girls up to their house for a week-long sleepover without us. <clears throat> um, they want to have all their grandkids up eventually, and I want to say absolutely not. But how do you do that and keep relationships? What would you do? Why, uh, I'm sorry, would you try and get more evidence even though it hurts everyone by bringing it up? Would you talk to the husband's mom about it who was there during those years and has no idea of any of this happening? basically play detective. I'm not sure I want to try and prove this one way or the other. I also have major anxiety about the stepdaughters in parentheses, his current wife's daughters, not knowing about any of this and making their own decisions on how to protect their daughters around him, his now step granddaughters. Um, we asked his dad to please tell them about it all, but I don't think he has. As time goes on, I get sadder and sadder about this. My husband and I did counseling for a bit based on the subject, but have since stopped. It's very much easier to not think about it. Sorry for all the terms. It's quite the blended family. I hope it's easy enough to understand. And thank you for any advice you can give on what you would do. Oh, first of all, I'm sorry that <clears throat> I'm sorry that you're going through this. I'm sorry about that everyone in your family is going through this. This is a really 
heartbreaking situation to be in. What I would do, it, it, it's hard to say. Of course, you always believe, you believe a victim. You believe a victim, somebody that was holding on to something and you're 100% right where our mind blocks out things that, that are traumatic to us. You know, that's proven, that happens. I understand where there's a conflict too in terms of mental health might run in, you know, um, mental illness might run in the family and that's something that's kind of being brought to light as well. I think that I would trust her because if that is something that she's been hiding, um, not even hiding, but she hasn't told anybody about for all of these years and she went through it for so long, it takes a lot to come out and say that. So I would believe her. And at the same time, I don't think this means, you know, you could, you never have to talk to your husband's dad again. I think that when it comes to what you do with your kids, you're their mom and you have to protect your kids. So I wouldn't personally, if it were me, I wouldn't send my kids off to, to their house just in case it's just something that it's not worth the risk. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, I understand that you don't want to talk about it with other people because I'm sure it's exhausting and frustrating and scary and sad, but maybe talk to a couple of other people that know him um, and see if they have any stories and see if they uh, would talk to you about it and talk about his character. Um, but I a hundred percent would not be sending my kids to their house because I think that's something that you would just, first of all, you would be in agony the entire time they were there. It's just, you don't want to deal with it and don't feel bad about that. You know, that's your kids. You have to protect them. You're their mom. And, and it's as simple as that. Like I said, I wouldn't never talk to the dad again, if your husband has a relationship with him and they're very close, like you said, but I think that, you know, deep down in your heart, you don't want to send your kids there. And I wouldn't either. It's just, it, it just wouldn't happen, but it's hard, you know? And, and, and I would also say, let, let the half sister know, let his sister know that you're there for her too. If she ever wants to talk about it more and, because you don't want her to feel kind of isolated from the family and alone and all of these things. I also don't like the professional response that the dad gave, you know, the lawyer vibe. I don't like it. It's a little too professional, but let her know that you're there for her still, you know, communicate with family members as you see appropriate and as you see fit, but I would not send my kids. No. Um, I hope that helped, girl. Okay. You you know what to do. Go with your gut. Go with your gut. I think I just said what you feel in your gut. You know? Okay. Let's see. Oh, this is just a fuck, Mary kill this next one. Okay. 
This one says, secret we haven't heard, fuck, Mary kill included. Ooh, okay. Hi, Carly, Robert, and Stanley. I'm an OG listener and I've loved you since Girl Code, but I'm a first-time writer. I feel like we ha- I feel like we haven't had this asked, so I'd love to hear what you think. I'm 28 and I've had my fair share of bad relationships. I met my boyfriend back in October and it's the most healthy relationship I've ever been in. Not even going to lie, after night two, we said we love each other, which seems unstable. I know, LOL. And I always hated saying when you know, you know, but I get it now. Oh, that's sweet. Anyways, uh, we live in Alabama. So as you can imagine, we've grown up in a more conservative community. My parents raised me the opposite and never pushed any ideals other than to love everyone. So I'd say I'm safe. I'm a safe ally for people here. I believe my boyfriend realized that early on and came to me within the first week and told me that he's bi. To be honest, I've had friends that are gay, but dating a man that is bi has never crossed my mind until now on how I would feel. I thanked him for sharing it with me, and I told him I still love him the exact same, if not more trusting, and for being honest. After further conversations, he isn't attracted to men and would never date one, but he has a thing of giving BJs. I'm comfortable watching porn with him or knowing that he does that separately, but I do know that he has videos of him he watches when he has that feeling. I look at it, whether it's been a man or a woman, that's your past. And I really don't care to know. We have always had an open dialogue about this. So he's even told me that two of the guys have hit him up since we've been together, but he doesn't respond. It's also new to me. And I can't really talk to anybody about it besides him. I don't know what I'm looking for because I know sexuality is on a scale and he's perfect in every way. I guess I want to know if you or any listeners have experienced this or have any advice on how I can support him and not feel insecure in my relationship, knowing that that's something I'll never be able to give him or be in an open relationship, which he probably which he previously has had one. Thank you so much for reading this. Kiss right on the lips. Uh, ooh, and then there's another fuck, Mary kill. Okay. There's two things that you need to do in this scenario, right? You're doing a great job by supporting him and being there for him and having this open dialogue with him about it. I think that that's the best way to deal with it. You never want somebody to feel like you're judging them. And it means a lot that he confided this in you, especially you guys are out here living in Alabama. Okay. So it means a lot that he opened up to you and, and you're doing the right thing. And that would be the first thing I would say is just continue to be there for him. But with that being said, I think it's important that you guys also talk about your feelings and your insecurities about this situation. This is something that you've never experienced before. This is something that you've never been through. So I think it's important for you to tell him, listen, this is your you're into something and I completely accept it and I can never give that to you. And it makes me feel, it makes me feel sad and tell him exactly how you feel about it. I also think that you can, it's obvious to me that you guys really trust each other, which is so, so important. I think it's actually the best foundation for a relationship at all. Um, but I think that I also want to remind you that you don't need to compromise your boundaries for him. So if you are a person that wouldn't normally want to be in an open relationship and you wouldn't want your partner seeing other people, then don't do that. Don't do that just to appease him because 
at the end of the day, he will find, you know, he can find somebody if it really means that much to him to be in an open relationship, he can find somebody that wants that too. And you can find somebody that doesn't want that. So I don't want you to compromise your wants and needs in the relationship because you're being there for him because your feelings are just as important as his. Um, and like I said, you guys really seem to trust each other. So I think that that in and of itself means a lot. And I don't think that, you know, he's saying he doesn't want to date a guy. He's saying that he doesn't want to be in a relationship with a guy. So it's just kind of like, you trust him, you know, he's not going to do it. You accept him for exactly what he is, which is wonderful. And, and that's it. I don't think that you should see it as a, a threat to you in any way. If he's saying that he's satisfied in your relationship and he doesn't want these things with a man, it's just, you know, it's just something that you guys need to kind of talk about a little bit more and make it about you too. You know, make it about your, um, your wants and needs as well. So, okay, you guys. And I'm also, if there were a few um, emails, there are going to be a few emails that I didn't get to today because I am going to record another episode. I'm going to record next week's episode in the middle of this week. So I'm keeping your emails for that one just because I'm going to be in Florida next week. <laughs> I'm going to be shaking my ass in Miami and I don't care what anybody says. So let's get to these fuck Mary kills. That way my computer doesn't just completely die on me. Um, Okay, I'm going to try and do all of them as much as possible, but <laughs> if I get cut off, bye. <laughs> okay, so this one is going to space, experiencing the Titanic, wow, or solving John Bonet Ramsey's case. What? This is the craziest fuck Mary kill I've ever heard. Okay, going to space, experiencing the Titanic, or, okay, solving John Bonet Ramsey's case. First of all, I'm, I'm marrying solving John Bonet Ramsey's case. That's number one. I'm fucking going to space because that shit makes me horny regardless. And I got to kill experiencing the Titanic, even though in parentheses you wrote pre-crash. I appreciate that. But to me, it's a boat, you know, it's a fancy boat. To me, that's nothing like going to space and that's nothing like solving a murder case, you know? So this is the next one. This is the um, cringy celebrity edition, A-Rod, Billy McFarland, and Chet Hanks. Now, Billy McFarland, if you guys don't know, uh, God, TBT, he was the guy that created the, he was a scammer that created the fire Festival. I'm going to go ahead and kill him because, I mean, I would kill him in real life without this scenario. I'm going to marry Chet Hanks because that man is my soulmate. Chad Hayes could get it any day of the week. Okay. This man is a mess. He's problematic. He's the worst. I love him. You guys know I'm being, uh, it's kind of satire, but it's also kind of like low key that I would, I would, you know what I'm saying? But Chad Hanks, Tom Hanks son would marry him also because then Tom Hanks would be my father-in-law and you know, that's going to be a fun time. I'm I guess I have to fuck a rod, even though I hate him which wouldn't be the first time I did that. So makes perfect sense. Um, cool. So you guys, I think that was it. Was that it? Hold on. Let me just double check. And I'm going to, oh, okay. Yes. This is a fuck, Mary kill. Somebody sent in cheese puff edition. Now we're getting a little crazy here because how am I supposed to pick? This is the hers cheese curls. 
Jack's cheese curls or Cheetos puffs. This is so chaotic to me because I love all of these. I'm going to go ahead and say I'm marrying Cheetos cheese puffs because they are fucking amazing and they're classy. Right? I'm I'm fucking the hers cheese curls because they are very salty and I really love hers brand chips and things. So I'm going to fuck them and I got to kill Jack's even though I mean pretty crazy but I have to do that so anywho I will have another episode for you guys next week I hope you guys enjoyed this and I hope you have a great week we'll talk to you soon again you can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com I will talk to you guys soon bye 